Welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and thanks for tuning in. I uh, I appreciate it, and I hope y'all are having a great week so far. Happy hump day, because it's hump day. And, well, it might not be when you're listening to it, but that's that's what's happening when I'm recording it. And um, I, I just want to say thank you for supporting the podcast. I love doing it, and I can't do it without you guys listening. And if it's your first time listening, I call my listeners meatballs, so you're officially a meatball. Uh, And I also can't do it if I don't get you guys to review and rate and share with your friends. I find that's the best way to find out about podcasts is through word of mouth. I'm actually going to tell you what I've been listening to lately. I have a much longer drive to work. I am working at Manhattan Beach uh, studios right now. So to get to set it, you know, I'll be sitting in some LA traffic for about an hour. No big deal. Uh, so the podcast rotation is pretty heavy. Uh, and it's so funny because every time I want to listen to something, it totally depends on the kind of mood I want to be in either when I get to work or when I get home from work. So on the way, I've been trying to listen to really motivational things and I really like hearing biographical podcasts and people's stories and stuff that inspires and kind of like soothes you or gets you ready for your day. And on the way home, all I want to listen to are funny reality show podcasts, um, just stuff where you don't really have to think and you can laugh and hear about just crazy shit. That's pretty much what I want to hear. Uh, and I want to know what you guys want to hear. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, uh, I, and I've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but I, this morning actually on the way to work was listening to Oprah's masterclass podcast and I listened to the Kevin Hart episode and to the Justin Timberlake episode. And I wanted to get inspired comedy wise. So I put Kevin Hart on and Justin Timberlake, I almost didn't listen to cause I was like, ah, I don't really need to hear about a boy band story, but actually I loved it and it was really cool and he told a story about how he originally wrote the song Gone for Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson wanted to do it as a duet with Justin Timberlake but NSYNC had already recorded it and um, it was too late and Michael didn't want to record it with NSYNC he just wanted Justin and Justin was like okay this is definitely the time I need to do my solo shit. Anyway, I learned that all this morning from the Masterclass podcast. I don't think I've talked about how the Goldie Hawn episode was really good. And um, definitely, definitely listen to the Sharon Stone episode if you haven't yet. Again, this is not sponsored by Oprah, but uh, I want you guys to enjoy what I've been enjoying, you know? I also loved Abby Stern, who's actually been on the podcast twice, sent me uh, an episode of Oprah's Soul Soul Conversations, I think that's it. And it was really great. It's actually, the guest on the episode is Stephen Pressfeld. And it's all about unlocking your creative genius. Um, And he's awesome and so inspiring. And if you're trying to make a career happen that has to do with being creative or the entertainment industry or just anything that's kind of outside the box where there's no one certain path there's no one journey and everyone's different i definitely recommend doing 
doing, listening to that episode because it's really, really good. Again, don't shut this off. Listen after you listen to this one. Guys, why am I saying you should listen to this one? Because I have a birthday coming up and I don't know about you, but I freak out a little bit before my birthday and I get worried about aging and not looking as good and tight and fresh and cute as I did on the last birthday. And the sad thing is no one's keeping score. No one cares. It's not that big of a deal, but for me it is. It's a weird mental thing where like every year, month before, I feel like I just try to get into really good shape and just look my best so I can start another year just feeling really, really good. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is something I just really need to let go of because honestly, this year I haven't been able to do that. I've been working on set on a show and I've been waking up at 4.30 in the morning having to be there 6.30 a.m. and I don't leave or get out until like 7.30 at night. You know what that means? That means uh, you can't really go anywhere to get like a facial or your nails done or even get a spray tan or, you know, just anything. You can't really get anything accomplished. And I'm, I've been working on the weekends too. And it's really hard to go to the gym. Uh, I have been inspired though. I've been trying to do home workouts when I get back because I have about an hour before I have to go to bed. I want you guys, if you are on social media, which I think you are, you are if you're listening to this podcast, I have been doing, it's Colombian Mafia Fit. That's her Instagram handle and her workouts are insane. I take her classes actually at Aura Yoga and Hot Pilates here in West Hollywood. Her name is Maria Leguizaman. I think I said that wrong, but her handle is Colombian Mafia Fit on Instagram and she has all these mini workouts that she puts on her page where you really don't need any equipment. Her body's insane. She's so motivational and funny as fuck. She keeps it real. And I've been doing those workouts at home while watching The Real Housewives because it's just easier for me to catch up on stuff and work out at the same time. That's really the only way I can keep my attention. I don't know about you, but for me, that that, that helps out. Also, I've been trying to cut myself a break and just be like, well, working out's not going to be a thing for me right now. I also have been trying to cut mostly carbs and sugar out of my diet. It's been super hard because all day there's just really yummy donuts and bagels and candy and everything you could possibly want around you. Again, I might sound crazy, but this is stuff that makes me go a little insane when I don't get a workout in and I don't feel like I can take care of myself the way I want to, especially when I'm getting older. So hopefully this helps you guys or or maybe just makes you give yourself a break because I feel like we all should. And I've seen your pictures, a lot of you listening because you've reached out and I really appreciate it. Um, and you're all stunning and beautiful. And anyway, I just wanted to say before we get to the podcast, I have shows coming up and I post all my shows on at Jacqueline Marfuji on social media. I, if you are on the East coast, have a show coming up and we're still booking shows in New York and New Jersey, but I definitely have one show I want you guys to to come to. I am going to be performing 
with Mike Marino, and that's live at Joey Harrison's River House out at um, Southwinds Marina, Forked River, New Jersey. It's on July 6th. The show is at 7.30 p.m. The doors open at 7 p.m. And just go to www.ticketweb.com. That's where the tickets are. It's going to be such a fun show, and I'll be hanging out after. And I hope to see you guys. Um, I'm sorry if I butchered any of those words. I'm so tired and yeah, I feel like I can't talk right now. Um, anyway, I wanted, because I was getting bejiggity about getting older and having a birthday coming up this week, I wanted plastic surgeon Charles Galanis, Charlie Galanis, to come back on the podcast and answer all the anti-aging questions and get to certain things that maybe we didn't get to because he was actually on the podcast a little over a year ago when I was freaking out and going insane about a birthday then. And he was on with Emily Wilkinson, who at the time worked with him. Now she is engaged to Baker Mayfield, who was on the Cleveland Browns and is just living her best life and really happy with him. And they're so adorable. So congrats, guys. Um, anyway, just want to let you know some of the stuff that we go over and answer. A lot of you had really great questions for Charlie, but he goes over just the basics that I think we all need to know about just taking care of your skin and all of his recommendations for that. He goes over how he's been studying HD lipo in Colombia. And guys, I shit you not, my mind was blown when he showed me pictures of this kind of lipo procedure. It is creates muscle definition that I've never seen before from any sort of lipo. And it definitely explained a lot of celebrities muscle definition that I don't know if it's totally natural and from working out. Um, he goes over lasers and micro needling, and he also goes over mommy makeovers and the pressures of having that new mom bounce back Bod. We talk about the most popular things in plastic surgery right now. He also in-depthly goes over serums and the most effective ingredients in them and how you should pick a plastic surgeon and different types of breast implants and, you know, oh God, there's so many things. He also goes over Botox, Restylane, Kybella, Juvederm. One of my bigger concerns was these new wrinkles that are forming in between my boobs when, I don't know if it's the way we sleep, I don't know what it is, but I ask him how to get rid of them. I also, we talk sheet masks and certain things that are temporary fixes for just face stuff. Then we get into all the things dating, what guys want, turn-ons, turn-offs. Again, he doesn't claim to be an expert, but he's got... He's got a lot of years under his belt when it comes to dating, and I think he gives some really good, solid advice that not every girlfriend of yours is going to tell you. I think it's sometimes nice to hear from a straight male what other straight guys want that we are trying to date. So I don't know if that's what you're looking for. I definitely recommend sticking through to the end because the dating advice is more than halfway through. We also talk career journey and kind of struggling and trying to get through everything and balancing a crazy schedule while still going to school and interning. All that stuff, guys. Uh, and then one of the cool things, uh, if there's men listening, he gives great advice on where to shop and the top things you need in your wardrobe uh, as a guy. Just easy staples. And I thought that was kind of cool. 
Um, and there's so much more in the episode. I just hope that you guys get out of it as much as I did because he answered a lot of really good questions and stayed here with me for over an hour and a half and tried to get everything that you guys wanted to know. So without further ado, I present to you Mr. Charlie Galanis, plastic surgeon. Meatballs. I'm very excited about this. I know I say I'm very excited about many of my guests, but this is a returning guest who I, I mean, I am on my 117th episode and I would say you're probably one of my absolute favorite guests to the point where I went back and listened to the podcast again. No, I think that means that you've had, you just didn't remember it at all because it was like whatever. And you're like, I got to remember what we talked about last time. (laughs) No. Nice try. No, it was so fun having you before and it was so informative. It was, I mean. Happy to help. Happy to help. I feel like you've changed so many people's lives. Um, Wow, that's heavy. And I just want to cut to the chase, pun intended, because you (laughs) cut for a living. Um, Guys, you're going to hear a lot of cheesy puns on this podcast. I feel like I said slaying a lot on the last one. We're kind of entering into this territory where we're telling mom and dad jokes i gotta be honest with it's you it's really bad we'll talk about that later because it's it's a sad realization i made this week oh no probably not this week but this <laughs> year that like when you think you're really funny and you're saying funny things and you're and you're it, just yeah yeah I'm, making your kids embarrassed and yeah. blushing meatballs i hope you're not embarrassed for us right now um i i've known you for over 10 years yeah yeah you're he's in the most ridiculous shape it's not fair i'm like staring at someone who you are greek and you kind of look like a greek god so meatballs there's that i'm just trying to give you a picture my personal (laughs) self-help time right now thank you so much and you're wearing a green bay packers t-shirt so that's good yes you're like on brand with Mm -hmm. the pod it's all happening we're we're in athleisure yep we both did you work out today i'm going after so thank you for providing this alcoholic beverage it's really going to help me out in the gym we're sipping on aperol spritz guys uh give it up for Dr. Charles Galanis of Galanis Plastic Surgery Group. Thank you for coming back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Do you want me to call you Charlie or Charles? Whatever you want. I go by both. I always call you Charlie. And Charlie it is. Okay, guys, Charlie is back. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Happy Pride. Yes, happy Pride. (laughs) Exactly. The gays tried to keep me from getting here, but I made it. I'm so proud of you. Yes, yes. Guys, I just have to give you um, just a picture of where I live and what day it is. So it is, if if you watch Vanderpump Rules or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, you know the gay pride parade. We're in the middle of West Hollywood. It is literally, like, going down my street. Charlie, it's like he was coming to Times Square on New Year's Eve. <laughs> but you know when I live, I actually live a couple blocks from it as well. So the I'm I'm on the other side of the parade because okay. I live off Melrose and it's so it's everywhere. I mean it's, it's everywhere right now. It's insane. Yeah. I feel is. like this year though everyone's really jumping on the bandwagon. Like yeah. I'm talking like Macy's. And yeah, like yeah. Big. Every like, yes, every every there's a rainbow in every store. Every store. I saw a funny meme. I don't know if you saw this. It was a at least I thought it was funny. It was there was a it had a picture of a dog like smiling and then a picture of a dog snarling and on the on, above the smiling dog picture it's like all the corporations during you know Gay Pride Week and then the next one is all the corporations every other week of the year like basically talking about how they're all just sort of trying to play this card up for yeah. the. Kind of inauthentic. I, I do think it's inauthentic. Yeah. I do love the fact that we do live in West Hollywood, and I feel like it's just like gay pride. Oh yeah, 
365 days a Absolutely. year. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So you guys should come here and visit and have all the fun. It's a happy place. Happy place and drink Aperol spritzes on a Sunday because yeah. that's what we do here, guys. It's. I just learned that today, but yes, that's what we do here. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, you know what this thing was. You live in like Aperol spritz country. Really, it's really refreshing. Refreshing. Refre- it is. Yeah. Charlie's blacked out already, guys. Yeah. It, it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming back. Thank you. I'm so happy. So I've been having like minor panic attacks uh-huh. because I have a birthday coming up, right. which I do realize the last time you were on the podcast, I was also freaking out about having a birthday coming up. I think that's why you had me on. This, this is one. like a tradition. Yeah, thing I now. think it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like the birthday edition. <laughs> so if you guys want to know about anti-aging things and how to maintain and like keep it cute and tight, keep listening. And also, if you want to know about dating or men things and all that, keep listening. Um, so yeah, I'm freaking out because I'm hitting like mid thirties. It's, it's scary. And also I don't have a lot of time. Right. So I want to know real quick before you guys have been so awesome. You sent me questions and Charlie questions. So we're going to get through everything. Cool. I just want to know if you don't have a lot of time and I, I mean, I don't, I don't have time to like so recover. I think that, right. No, I mean, I think if, um, you know, when you're talking about, plastic surgery or aesthetic medicine in general, you always are talking about a spectrum from least involved or least invasive all the way up to surgery and, you know, going into an operating room. Yeah. And I think that that first part, the non-invasive stuff and the the non-surgical stuff and the maintenance stuff is really where all of us fall into that. All of us sort of fall into the realm of we could do some things in the day-to-day to sort of age gracefully. It's not about changing the way we look, but just sort yeah. of, you know, maintain our youth. So there's a couple things I, I do say for people that are that I would just call the basics. And it's surprising how many people don't know what these basics are from the day-to-day in terms of skincare. And so what I would say is at, at a minimum, and this goes for men and women really, at a minimum you should think about the following things on, as a daily thing that you do. I love this so much right now. So, and it's, they're basics. You're probably not going to learn anything from this, but I'll just say it anyway. There's, a, there's like a, there's a few things. Number one, moisturizer. Number two, uh, retinols. Number three, vitamin C serums. Number four, SPF. And number five, Botox. Okay. All right. So each one of those things as a daily, and I'm talking about daily, you have to do this. And I think some of the simplest ones, like SPF, people don't understand. SPF needs to be reapplied. How much SPF do we need? So if you go above 50, it's pointless. So these things that are like SPF 80 probably are doing more harm than good. So if you're, yeah, if you're 30 to 50, you're you're probably in a good place. But the important thing to remember is you got to reapply it. So people that put like SPF, I did it in the morning and then they're walking around at two, two, three in the afternoon. It's gone. It's not doing anything anymore. I need to reapply that. Yes, you need to reapply. I do. So, and, it, and we forget too, you know, we live in LA. We don't think about sun exposure unless we're laying on the beach. But the reality is just walking around, there's a ton of exposure that comes. And yeah. it bounces off walls, bounces off the ground, and it hits you in the face. And it's going to do that. So, so those things, I think, at a minimum, are very easy things that people can do that really, that are, these, are, these aren't things that are like just kind of some random, I mean, these are scientifically proven things that will, you know, keep your skin in good shape. It will. I feel like I need to go on Amazon right now and I'm order a bunch of out. shit. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell um, about it. I have a question yeah. because I always wonder about this. When it comes to a moisturizer, mm-hmm. so many have SPF in it. Do you right. need to do separate moisturizer no. and SPF or no. is it okay? No, that's fine. I think most of those have an SPF that's a little bit on the lower side. Some might go up to 30, but a lot of them are 15. So if I'm doing 30, that's... It's, it's fine, but it's just fine. yeah, it's it's about ma- making sure that you're maintaining it. The SPF number has to do with how long it will. The the, the way that number is designed is it's, it's giving you amount of time before you'll have sun damage. Okay. So the you know the higher the number, the longer it's giving you a benefit. It's not about how strong it is in the moment. It's the length of time it'll be effective. So okay. it's kind of that's why you gotta still be reapplying even the even the high number stuff. And then retinol. 
retinol. Now, Shani Darden, do you know she's... Yeah, no, she is like a yeah. retinol oh. resurface thing that okay. like Jessica Alba is basically like the spokesperson for right, it. Right, right. And everyone loves her. And I just want to know, like, what when people are looking for retinol, are where should we so, go? So what there's okay, the, just a quick thing on retinols because there's confusion. This the 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 thing that works is the 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 compound that's actually doing the work is called retinoic acid. There's retin A, which is the prescription stuff you'd get, which dries you out, and that's what people would get if they have really bad acne, things like that. Retin A is is just a really strong retinoic acid. Okay. Retinol is also retinoic acid, but it's not as strong. So that's stuff you'll get over the counter. What you're talking about is a retinol. So it's okay to go to CVS and get something. With it's retinol probably. In it? I'm, yeah. I mean, or what do you? Recommend? It's better than nothing. I mean, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of different skincare brands. Certainly in plastic surgery, in the in the in that world, we have ones that if you go to any offices, they each have their one that they like, and every, every, you know you could get five different plastic surgeons here, and they'll tell you five different ones that they like. Who do you like? I like. I what mean, can we get at your? Place? I think Skin Better <laughs> and I think Senti are two skincare lines that I like. Okay. Um, but but again, that's not to the exclusion of others. I think that they just have products that you know do that they have these basics I'm talking about. Okay. So when it comes to looking for retinol. I think trying different ones is fine because some will dry you out more than others. Okay. So, so that so just try it out. Like, you know, what might work for you may not work for someone else because everyone's skin type is very different. Okay. But as long as you're using one, I think that's important. And it's got to be regularly. It's not something that you use and you're like, oh, I am... <laughs> I lost 10 years. Like it takes, it does take sustained amount of time using this stuff. Yes. It's a it, commitment. But, but it will work. It will work. Okay. Same with vitamin C. Okay. So do you have any vitamin C brands that you recommend? So same companies I use in terms of medical care ones, Skin okay. Better and Senti. Those are the ones I like, but, but I think a lot of them, they're, and, and they're usually serums. Those are, but there's a lot of them out there and those are good. I had a question about serums actually okay. from, who is this? Okay. Via, I'm going to butcher your name. I love you. Viane, Viani, Yaminez. Most effective ingredients to look for in a serum. And are serums even effective? Hashtag anti-aging. So the, for vitamin C, the serums are good. So I okay. think that I think vitamin C serums are, are important. I think there's a lot of other serums that are like hyaluronic acid serums, all these other serums. Is that bullshit? Like I, uh, I, I don't. I feel like it's water on your face. Yeah, I mean it's it, they're they're moisturizing. I think they're certainly going to do that. Some of them I think are nonsense because the reality is a lot of hyaluronic acid. It's too big of a compound. It can't get can't penetrate the skin. So putting it on topically is not going to do a whole lot in a lot of cases. Okay. Um, so go vitamin C. I think a serum, a vitamin C serum is good. I think that, you know, as far as what other things are valuable, I mean, I, you know, the things I mentioned are the things we know work. The other things are maybe they'll do something for you. But I would, if you're someone who's just kind of starting out or you need basics, those are things you need. Those those are things that everyone should have. Oh my God. I love it. I want everyone to listen to this every single morning. Yeah, got it. You got it. (laughs) I feel like it's stuff we all know. This is me saving lives. You really are. I really am. Or just faces. You're saving. I'm make my mom listen to this. You should. She's so proud of me. How is your mom? She's great. Your mom is flawless. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sure. He didn't mean that. I love her so much. Yes. (laughs) So I want to know also, how do you feel about sheet masks? and eye patches and like all the things like I literally just spent $50 at CVS just buying one sheet mask after another I would say um one of my a good friend of mine is I think one of the best estheticians in Beverly Hills or in LA and what's his uh, or her name she goes I think her Instagram handle is LA facialist if you go there she like I mean she has everything and goes everything all the companies like throw stuff at her and try this that and the other totally um 
and so the reason I bring her up is I know, I mean, I see her with, she has all kinds of this stuff. So I know that there's value in them. Okay. I, I do know that there are ones that, you know, do something and do help. Things that are for the under eyes, things for the, the face in general yeah. that can sort of detoxify and hydrate the skin. There's there's a million different kinds. So there's a mask for different purposes. You okay. know, it's not like every mask does this. They're all different. But no, there's definitely value in those. Because I think they're more short term. Like for me, sure. Charlie and I were talking and I've talked about this. I have a new job where I'm waking up at 4.30 in the right, morning right. and getting like maybe four to five hours of sleep now. Right. So for me, I just slap a mask on the face when I'm getting ready just to feel a little more refreshed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think it'll probably, it, it's, you know, you're doing it, so it obviously is working for you. And I think for people it oh, does. guys, Charlie just said I look pretty. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you always look great. No, no. I mean, and I know your schedule is insane and that, you know, it's not like you show it. So I think you're, uh, what you're doing, just maybe you should be the one talking about stuff okay. you should do. Yeah, see what I did there? I, look at that. <laughs> guys, we're going to get into dating and all that later. I feel like a lot of you have questions. I, I brought that up because you're good at just slipping in compliments, oh, yeah. which is something I think guys should do. It's like yeah. the sly, like, oh, you snuck that in there. That yeah. was good. Yeah. That was really good. Thank you very much. Yeah. I also have been doing every morning and again, like the sheet mask. I think it just wakes me up Yeah, is I had Alex Catalano and she's a nutritionist Mm -hmm. on the podcast. And she said, instead of like a jade roller, um, I keep, I forget the name of it, but it's like a steel roller that you keep in your freezer. Yeah. And so the first thing I do in the morning is I roll roll out the face, do all that. I also have a question because this is something that I've just started noticing this year. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be from like sleeping on my side, Charlie, what do we do about the wrinkles and like in the between decollete, the boobs? Yeah. Okay, can you say it? What is it? Well, I mean, décolleté is, but there's. <sighs> I mean, it's. Uh, it's the worst. Yeah, it's, well, look, it's skincare like anywhere else. So okay. there are there are there are topicals, there are creams that are designed more for that area. Okay. Um, are there any surgery? Like, are people doing things? Well, there to are. That? Like, for example, people you know microneedling. When people do microneedling, they'll do that to that area as well in an effort to sort of kind of stimulate some collagen and try to tighten that skin up is a little bit. Is that what that is? Yeah. I mean, and you can do, you know, a lot of the resurfacing things you do for the face, you can kind of stretch down to there as well in theory. So laser treatments, things like that. It's but, the worst. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I, I like sleeping on my side. I mean, sometimes I sleep like a vampire, like just on my back. Do you really? Like, yeah, just one position. Your, your arms, she's sitting here with her <laughs> arms like across her chest. I'm I just do like, imagine, that. do you hang upside down too in a coffin? <laughs> Good yes, Lord. I do, actually. Mildly creepy. I'm trying to imagine your boyfriend looking over. I'd be seriously, I'd go to the guest room. He, um, I know I sleep like that because... <laughs> he wakes up with bite marks in his neck. No, the other night, I, I again... Good morning. A... <laughs> I'm an Italian vampire. That's seriously. me. <laughs> Call me Super Mario. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's not a vampire. He's a talent. Whatever. Um, yeah, I know I sleep like this because the other night I watched the series finale of Fosse Verdon on FX. Again, this, this, I'm not sponsored by them. I just if you make one more pop culture reference that I have no idea what you're talking about, I'm literally going to go get my senior citizen card right from here. No, it's whatever. It, it made me have all the feels. I was crying. I like cried myself to sleep because I was just like, oh, my God, I loved it. But I oh, it's so sad. And he said I, when I was sleeping, he just put like a big crystal on my forehead to like oh, take that energy away. Oh, no. That's like no. that. And ladies and gentlemen, we have entered into the first super L.A. thing to say. A crystal to get the energies out. Oh, God. It didn't wake me up. Sorry. I'm just. 
What chakra were you in oh, in that moment? Oh, God, I wish I knew. And I don't either. You don't believe in that no, stuff? No, all that. I'm sorry. I, look. It's not for you. Hey, everyone can have a good time and get crystals and do all that all stuff so, I, I think the crystals... someone recently showed me a crystal anal butt plug i guess anal oh, butt, plug, really? butt plug's a little bit redundant yeah there's Where... a crystal butt plug that you could get on etsy and what i mean what are the you're asking me that? like i know the answer to this <laughs> so you ordered it uh three of them yeah but i wanted different colors no it's but it's like i i don't you know want i good don't energy back there i listen i i understand that there are probably things that i don't know a lot about mm-hmm. and that that maybe have some validity but i mean it's not for you i, I do have some to of these say are, come on we did get a himalayan salt lamp like one of those big yeah. ones yeah and I have been sleeping better. I will, you know, there's, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's things that are, that, that probably have value that we don't know about. I just mm-hmm. think that sometimes people like take, especially out here. I mean, there's just, come on. Everyone, everyone gets real into it. Yeah. We lean do you have that, do you that. have that crystal here somewhere? Uh, uh, can I put it on my forehead and see <laughs> I what happens? To chill you out. <laughs> Seriously. No, I don't, I wish I knew which crystal that was, but I don't. The, I really don't. It was don't. the butt plug crystal. It was the butt plug that was on my head. After he used it. No, that's terrible. Um, okay, Brittany Anderson wants to know breast implant types right. and brands. How to pick a plastic surgeon and what age to start Botox? That was like three questions. Okay, that's a lot. So that's let's go lot. backwards. So okay. uh, when to start Botox? There's yes. no number. Um, it's never too young. I mean, that sounds terrible. I guess it is too young at some point. But what I, what I would five say Five years is, old, right, I'd say right. Get maybe them started not. in utero. Just get it, get it going. My... Um, my feeling on Botox is, you know, everyone's skin type is different. If you're, you know, I'm Mediterranean, a little bit of oilier skin type, so my, I don't age as fast mm-hmm. as people who have more Caucasian or drier skin. So what I tell people is your 20s is when you can start thinking about it, honestly. So I have a lot of patients who are in their young to mid-20s, um, more Caucasian skin, where they're already starting to see some fine lines and some wrinkles. Mm-hmm. The wrinkles we're talking about with Botox are the ones across the forehead, in between the eyebrows, and right next to the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's where Botox is its most effective and where it's most commonly used. So, And it's amazing as a preventative measure. Like I mentioned earlier, one of the five things. It really, really is best as a preventative measure. If you're 55 years old and you come to the office, like, I've got these lines across my forehead. Botox is not it, – it's probably too late. Wow. You, know, you might be able to soften them a little bit, but it's better as something you use – over time, starting maybe in your, at the earliest, I'd say mid twenties. That's and, when I started. Yeah. And then it, as it, it will just, they actually did a twin study, by the way, if I'm redundant to things I said last time, I apologize. I don't remember. What oh my God. About, stop. But, no, but they did a twin study. They had two twins over a period of like 10 years. One had Botox, one who didn't and okay. they showed their pictures and it was pretty, it was pretty impressive. And obviously there's other factors involved, but you could see a clear difference in their skin, you know, when they got into their late thirties between you know who used it and who didn't wow. so so that's the age i would say for botox um picking a plastic surgeon um that's a that's a long complicated topic but i what i there's a few things i think you look for there's a lot of you know obviously i would say someone who's a board certified plastic surgeon so don't just look for someone who says they're board certified because you can be a board certified surgeon but you're not a board certified plastic surgeon so yeah. they, need, they need to you need to kind of get them to say, are you board certified in plastic surgery? And you can actually look that up too. Because you are board certified by the American Board of Surgery and Yeah, by so I'm boarded in both, but, but at, the, at a minimum, they should be American Board of Plastic Surgery. Okay. Um, so the, the, those are some things you can use as quick screening tools. Are they, are they, and then you can look at reviews online. Um, so th- these are some things like once you've kind of narrowed it down, you can look. I think a, a referral from a friend is... It's like dating, right? That's the best way to meet someone. That's is, how I met my boyfriend. Exactly. And it's the best way to meet a plastic surgeon is if you're a friend who had an experience with them because they have the most in-depth knowledge of that experience from beginning to end mm-hmm. and, and everything. So, um, But ultimately, I think you need to meet that person because 
there's a, you know, I, I tell people, right, where I work in Beverly Hills, there's probably 20 plus surgeons in my building. And there, there's a lot of people who do great work. I'd be stupid if I'm like, I'm the best. At, you know, it's not, there's a lot of good. But he is the best. Yes, yes it's true. But, there's a, <laughs> but there are a lot of good ones out there. So I think the most important thing or one of the most important things becomes, in addition to the things like seeing their work and making sure you see some examples of their work that you like, what's your rapport with them? There are some people that you're going to have a really good rapport with, and there might be some people that you don't vibe with well. And I think that means a lot in this because it is a relationship you're going to have over time. Mm -hmm. Things can go sideways. Things can go wrong. If a plastic surgeon says they don't have complications, they're either not operating enough or they're lying. So everyone has things that they're not, you know, an outcome that doesn't go the way it's supposed to. Okay. So you want to have a rapport with someone you think that's going to have your back kind of the whole process. I think, and it's, it's a good barometer for dating and for right. just everyday like work environments. It's just, if you get that like weird anxious feeling yes. or you like tense up a little bit when you're around them and there's like a disconnect. And, and it sounds like obvious, but I, I think that some, I, I think some patients overlook that and mm -hmm. rush it a little bit. And if you, if you have that experience the first time, especially if I'm the first one you see and you love it, then yeah, that's the person for you. But otherwise, <laughs> no, I mean, I, seriously, some people they'll come to, they'll come to first consult and they're like, I feel great. I'm in. Yeah. But other people, um, you know, I do encourage people. I said, see, see a few different people, you know, it's not about shopping a price. It's just about shopping a vibe and shopping like a connection oh, totally. until you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm we're, we're good. I respect that. You're not thirsty. No. <laughs> well, the thing is I look at, you know, the, it doesn't, we all win in plastic surgery when a patient's happy, whether it's me delivering the service or someone else. If that person's happy and living a more confident life and is sharing that experience with other people, everyone wins. Mm -hmm. it does, whether or not I'm getting the check for that specific person is less important. I know that sounds corny, but I really do believe that. And I think that it's, I'm not a, I always tell people my philosophy in this is I'm not trying to get my piece of the pie. I would rather make the pie bigger for everyone well i feel like that's how i feel with female comedians yeah for sure you know like if she's killing it then that looks good for all of Absolutely. us Absolutely. you know it raises the bar when it comes to just everything unless she's really killing it we can't we can't have that <laughs> can't have that there's room for everyone guys <laughs> yeah. that's what we're trying to say safe space yes um do you you have some questions too yes yeah, so here i can pull up i had some people who put some stuff in my while room. you're pulling that up we did talk about starting botox and i wanted your opinion yes. on lisa rinna's daughter delilah she recently i mean she's stunning but she's gotten so I feel like so much work done, and she's maybe 21. Okay, I'm going to look her up. Yeah. I'm on my phone right now. And how, how do you spell I'll, her name? Uh, Delilah. D-E-L-I-L-A-H. I like think so. Delilah Bell. That might be it. Is it Hamlin? Is that her last yes. name? Okay. And, right. and just recently, I've noticed like a drastic difference, and I didn't even notice it. Other people brought it up to me, and I was she's like, very whoa. Pretty. She is stunning, but she's starting to look very plastic. Same with like... Kim Solsiak's daughter, who you can't even tell which one's which, yeah. Kim or the daughter. Right. And I just feel like, when is it too far? Well, you know, you know for, is it kind of a question of when do we, when should we say no? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you my, my take on that. I have a very generic answer for this. Okay. There's really three situations I'll say no or tell someone no. One is it's not safe. It's an obvious one. Just yeah. as there's a safety concern, they're not healthy or something else. So there's some, there's some other risk. Second thing is the timing isn't right. There's someone who's breastfeeding or there's any number of reasons why the timing might be right for treatment. And the third one is what I would diplomatically call, I don't think I can meet their expectations. Okay. So that's another way of saying um, I'm either not seeing what you're seeing or 
I feel like no matter what I do, you're not going to be happy and you want more. Oh, God. And so that's when I'll be, I'll just say, you know, I, I don't, I don't think so. But I think that, you know, you have a role as a provider, as a plastic surgeon, you're still a doctor first and you've got to protect patients from themselves sometimes. Uh-huh. I have, I have had patients I say no to and they'll go down the street and they'll get something done. And that's fine. I mean, that's look. there are other people who are willing to do it. So be it. But I just, you know, for me, it's, that's, they're walking around as a, a representative of my work too. And so it doesn't look favorably upon me if I'm just saying yes. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people, especially in the social media culture, a lot of followers come in and they just want to do something. And I'm like, I don't care if you have 8 million followers. Like, this is still not a good idea. Um, and you have to kind of, you got to draw a line somewhere. What are like some of the craziest things people have asked for? Um, I mean, it's not like it's actually crazy things, but it's just things that I'm like, you're not, you know, they've already had, you know, something done and they want to touch up. And I'm like, you have a great outcome. Like, let's say, you know, I'll have someone who'll come to me. They had some work done somewhere else. And like, I, I just don't like this here. I want to touch this up. And I'll look at it and be like, I'm not, we're not going to make it any better than where you are now. This is a great outcome. Yeah. Like we're not going to no. you know, or, or they want just things done that aren't available. Can't, we can't really do anything about that part of the body. We can't really do, you know, make a change to your knees or your elbows or something that, you know, something we're more obscure. We're not going to saw things off. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, we're not going to, it can't, I can't fix it. So, you know, and sometimes it's not like they're, they're crazy. It's just that, they, you know, some people just don't know if they're coming in. Is there something we can do about this? And I just going to say, no, there isn't. You know? Well, do you think like Cardi B just had to cancel a bunch of different right. shows yeah. because physically like her body, she's just, doing so much plastic surgery to it. Do you think that's bad to do a lot all at once? Well, no, I don't think it's bad to do a lot all at once necessarily, but you definitely need to give yourself time to recover. Okay. And I will tell you from firsthand experience and through friends, celebrities or people who are, you know, they live very demanding lives mm-hmm. and they think they can just get back to doing what they're doing and they will not listen to you. Like you can be very clear about you cannot do X, Y, or Z. And then you go and you see that they're at an event like a few days later, not in a garment they're supposed to be wearing. Like there's, and some of it is they have demands on their time, and I get it. And sometimes you feel like you're doing fine, so you're like, well, I'll just push it. But yeah. that, that's, I think, a problem in that culture is just thinking you can get away with it. And maybe maybe there are providers who are like, yeah, maybe it's okay just because they want to please that celebrity client. And they but, want them to keep coming back. Right, but it's but doing a lot of procedures is okay, but you got to take time off. You can't be back on tour in a couple of weeks and think that I'm going to just be right back at it. That's just that's not how it works. Oh, God. That's scary. Okay, your questions. Okay. Um, I mean, mine are... No, you can take a sip. Here, hold on. Mine are are like very just medical stuff. I'll just run through a few. No, I I love it though. Um, This is actually related to something you just said. Thoughts on suggestion on implants. Um, So there's different manufacturers for implants. Like you're someone just commented to you. I I, I think it's more important to choose the provider you like. Don't worry too much about the implant. Because if you like that provider, you got to trust that they're choosing the implant that they work with that they like the most. So I don't think choosing between so it's not like picking out shoes where you go and you're like i want the nike implant right it's it's better to the shoes should be the surgeon and then let them whatever materials they use to make their shoes let them choose that. let them do it yes. <laughs> okay um as far as someone said uh if you have a reduction can you still breastfeed yes you can um is there a surgical procedure you can stop the nostrils from flaring uh yes you can put cartilage grafts in your nostrils to keep them a little bit more rigid and stiff now um, I know what kind of surgery I need. There we go. I flare them all day, recently, every day. Oh, my God. Stop flaring. <laughs> I recently learned implants under the muscle can go towards the armpits if you weightlift, real or no. If you if you give yourself enough time to heal, the results should be pretty stable. Over time, it is possible that they can drift laterally, but it wouldn't be. Wait, if, wait, 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 wait. So implants, you know, you can go above or over the muscle. So okay. most times we place them under the muscle. It just gives another layer of coverage. Okay. Um, sometimes with 
you know, there's a concern that with repetitive contraction of the muscle, it can push the implants wider and wider. Oh, that's where you get that weird. Right. A little bit of a, a far exactly. away look. So I think that for most people, no, that's not an issue. If you're someone who's a power lifter and, and that's like your job and yeah. you're a competitive model doing that, then that's a consideration. Then you could put them above the muscle. Oh God. Um, do you do consultations via FaceTime for out-of-state patients? I sure do. Uh, lipo 360, which is you know all the way around lipo, or tummy tuck for mother of two. It depends. If you have a skin issue, you probably need a tummy tuck. If it's just kind of fatty deposits, then lipo would be enough. Which is a better recovery? Lipo uh, or... Lipo's a lot easier than a tummy tuck. It is. Tummy tuck's more involved, yeah. Because aren't you like cutting you're and cutting then... You're cutting and then you're, you're, you're repairing muscle that's separated. So there's a lot of things going on with a tummy tuck. Got it. Um, what should Amy Schumer do? She's been posting a lot of pictures of her post baby belly and her. How long would she have underwear? her kid though? Five weeks. Oh, she's way too early. Way That's too early. Turn. Yeah. Okay. Gotta... So when can you start considering like getting I, at the earliest? Well, well, first of all, are you done having kids? You're going to have any more. And if you're, so you do... should wait until you're done. Well, yeah, I would say wait until you're done. It's better. And but I'm not throwing it... shade at Amy Schumer. I feel like it's great that she's posting all this. Yeah. It's just, no, no, I know. But I, th- I think that if, if you're, if you're looking at tummy tuck surgery, you should be kind of in a place where you think you're done having kids. Okay. You can still have a tummy tuck and still have another pregnancy, but it may just change your result and you need to get you it again. You might have to redo it. Right. Um, what about boobs? Uh, the earliest, I would say, is you want to wait till you're done breastfeeding and okay. give it at least three to six months from the time that you finish breastfeeding before you do breast surgery. Okay. And we did say this last time, but I can't remember what the answer was. Can you do it in between having the kids? Like yeah. still have uh-huh. more? Okay. Yeah. Um, you can get a mammogram if you have breast implants. Yes, you can. Um, can you have kids after lipo? Yes, you can. After mommy makeover? Yes, you can. Our mommy... What is a mommy makeover? Because I feel like I've had friends that have yes. gone to you. So mommy makeover surgery is kind of, it's not a really a technical term. It's a kind of a catch-all term. It's, it's, it's a term that applies to women who've had kids who want to have surgery to reverse the changes. And most commonly that applies to surgery of the breast and abdomen. So okay. women whose their breasts have either deflated and are hanging lower and they just want to kind of restore them to what they were before baby or maybe a little bit more volume. And then their abdomen, sometimes it can be pretty devastating for some people, depending on how they recover from pregnancy. And there's no way to predict this. Some yeah. women get through pregnancy, have a baby, and their belly looks fantastic. And great. it's a bounce back. Yeah. And others, it's it just doesn't come back, and um, they just don't feel comfortable wearing certain things or going to the beach. I mean, I have women who come and say, I haven't worn a bikini in 10 years. Yeah. You know, things like that. And so those are the people that, you know, you look, you talk about some... So the mommy makeover is usually a combination of those two procedures. See, Something meatballs, for the breast and No one's perfect. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like this is happening and it's out there and people are getting fixed. Well, what I, and what I, you know, this is corny too, but I, what I, and I, I made a post about this, I think on my Instagram a couple weeks ago, but I, I think that if you talk to people who get plastic surgery, especially mommy makeover stuff, and you talk to them afterward, no one really talks about what they look like afterwards. They're talking about how they feel. And that's really the foundation, I think, of what truly aesthetic medicine is about. It is about how we feel. It's not about what we look like, mm-hmm. per se. Because, because beauty is a moving target. It's very subjective. And whereas, you know, we all know what confidence feels like. Yeah. And so a lot of these women are just, they look in the mirror and there's, men for that matter, there's something that they see in the mirror that's just kind of, it doesn't, there's a disconnect between their inner sense of beauty and what they see in the mirror. And they're just trying to bridge that gap and feel like, feel whole, feel like themselves, feel better. And it's not to say they need that to feel better, but it just helps. So would you say if you're waking up every day and you're focusing on something and it's making you upset, 
then that might be time to make a consultation. I think it's all, I think always looking, getting information is always a good idea. I think, Yeah. I think looking into something is always a reasonable place to start. You're not committing to anything, but just learn what your options are and figure out, is this something that makes sense for me? Do I want to subject myself to this? And is it worth the time, the money, the recovery? And, but, but arm yourself with information. I try to empower everyone with that. Like I try to say, look, these consultations are about educating you. It's not about me telling you what you need. You don't need anything. This is about me listening to you, giving you my sense of, okay, based on what you're saying, these are some things that could help you. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out if, if this makes sense for you or not. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You know, but, but just an informed patient makes for just a more comfortable, confident one. Oh my God. I love that. Did you have any more? Um, there's other ones. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, best age recommended for a boob job. Uh, there's no age, um, recommendation. Uh, I, th- I think for me personally, I like to wait till they're at least 18. Um, are there any new things where you can get like injections in the boobs or there is uh people are trying to, um, use fat, like they'll do lipo and inject fat into the breast that okay. has some utility for more modest enhancements, but not like a true augmentation in my opinion because i wonder about i know we talked a lot about j-lo on the last podcast um because i think she looks phenomenal but i definitely think she's had something up yeah. top well i think she, i think she's she, it's possible she's had some things done right? I, I don't, yeah i don't i don't follow her enough to know i mean i think she's a beautiful woman i think a lot of her beauty comes from good self-care and a great team of professionals probably yeah. but um Her concert was last night, and I was watching all this footage of her just, like, killing it. Yeah. And she's she's 50? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? I know. Oh, my God. But again, if I had, you know, if if you gave me right now a team of a nutritionist, trainer, full-time, like, stylist, I'd be fucking killing it until I was 80. I mean, I would. That's true. And I think it's also she. I mean, I know it's hard work. It's not like to diminish the hard work. You still got to put the work in. But if you have that kind of, man, God, that'd be awesome. I mean, I also think it's her constantly working. Yeah. I think once you stop. Yeah. That. I know. I think that actually ages you. If you have a nice balance and like you love to just like work out and whatnot. If you just stop everything, I just feel like that's when everything goes to shit. For sure. But also, I'm someone who puts way too much shit on my plate, so I don't know. I've noticed. That could be that could be wrong. <laughs> um, speaking of too much shit on the plate, uh, you've you I don't know how like someone like you who was going through like medical school and just you know working found ta- found the time for dating. Right. So I want to talk about like what it was like dating for you ten years ago versus now, and how you balance work life and like professional fun life. Well, if I'm being totally honest, I think I was for the longest time, a terrible person to date. Mm-hmm. I was an awful boyfriend. I was a terrible <laughs> person to date. I really was. I mean, I, and I, for a long time I used, there was a long time I used the excuse of my work mm-hmm. as my reason for making selfish choices, selfish, selfish choices and decisions. But cause I was, my hours were insane. I was moving a bunch too. Cause I, you know, I did training in one city. Then I moved to another city for more training then another city for other training. Was it Chicago, New York, LA? I was Baltimore, New York, Baltimore, LA. Oh and then, and I, and so I kind of used that as like a, well, I'm, I can't really get serious because I'm going to be moving soon. Yeah. Which is super ridiculous and also kind of selfish because for, I could, of course I could have, I could have allowed myself to do that, but I just used that to, as a, sort of I think an excuse Mm -hmm. so I think and and I think my schedule was so unforgiving that 
I could never meet, and it still is to some degree, it's really hard for me to meet someone halfway. And I admit that I'm someone who probably needs to be taken care of a little bit. Like I need help a little bit. Wait, that's so cool that you're admitting that. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, um, like I've always thought of myself as independent, but at the end of the day, I'm, I, I definitely, when I've been in relationships where someone helps take care of me, like it, you know, that love language stuff. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that means that kind of stuff really means a lot to me or that that stuff really kind of impacts me. So when you say that, does that mean like maybe running some errands for you or cooking? Right. Or... And, and it's not like I'm looking for some obsequious like Stepford wife <laughs> kind of thing. It wasn't that, it, but it was just someone who could recognize that um, I needed help. Mm-hmm. And because I'm, te- I'm, I'm terrible at asking for it. Yeah. Even if someone's like, what can I help you with? I'd be like, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm really bad. And so the people that, you know, have knew just would do it or would do these things would, would really kind of affect me. And it would, and honestly it would impact me and being like, what can I do as well? Like I, I should, you know, those times where I can do something in return. So, so when you're coming home from like a long day of surgeries, what is something that a future wife, girlfriend could do. And this I'm going to make me sound like such an asshole though. Like, cause I think about this. <laughs> no, and but it's I feel like, like girls want to know because when guys say that, we don't know what that means. I know, but it's, everyone's different. And you know, I think that, um, let me, I'll get to that in a second. So what I will say is before when I was dating, it was, my schedule was really bad. A lot of my dating life came through work. Okay. And not patients, but like people I worked with, or it, it was just that kind of a thing. And, and, and then over time, my schedule now is at least a little bit more manageable. I run my own practice, so I can it kind of dictate what my schedule is. And I think I'd like to think I've grown up a little bit in terms of learning from some bad decisions. And and you know, I think I was a little bit late growing up. I mean, I know I was, but um, me too. Yeah. So I think now my schedule is a little bit better. So I think I can do more to be a better partner than what I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for like now, so if I have – look, it's nothing that earth-shattering. If I come home and it's been a long day, if someone can help with the dog or, you know, helps with, yes, food and just like, you know, or is okay with like – recognizes when I'm just beat and I'm – if we can just watch some stupid TV and just sit on the couch. Oh, my you know, God. That that's why I need to not talk to anyone. Right. And just have that. You know, and I think that too, one of the things that is, is important to me, and I, this is something I'm still kind of working through is what is the right amount of independence when you're dating and when's the right amount of like codependence or what codependence is supposedly always a bad word, but how, what, what kind of, what kind of time is healthy to have apart and together Mm -hmm. without offending anyone, you know, saying like, this is me time, not because I don't love you or want to be around you, but I need, this is something I need for me. And I think when I, that was, that's been hard for me over the years because my work days were so long and I had so little time when I got out of work that a lot of time, whatever little time I had, I wanted some of that for myself. Yeah. And it was hard for someone who was didn't see me all day, wasn't with me during the workday, and finally I'm out. And now I come out and I'm like, I need to do my own thing. They're like, I haven't seen you all day. And I'm, but it, but that was, it was just the the time I had available to divvy between that it's was so not hard. Um, I've been finding because I am on like a crazier schedule now and. Even finding time to work out has been really oh, tough. Yeah. And that's something for me that just, I need that in my life same. to just, that's how Girl, I Girl, like, same. <laughs> it's like, but it's so hard. So I've been finding, and I'm very lucky that like my boyfriend knows that about me. Like he was getting mad at me because on the weekends I was sleeping in more and like not getting to certain classes. And he's like, I know you and it's going to drive you, you crazy. Yeah. Um, 
And so I started, like, I have all my weights. I have a yoga mat. I have bands. I have everything here. And now, like, I come home and we watch something. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to work out while we're watching. And yeah. he's just sitting there. Yeah. And so that's kind God, of. I'd feel really, like, fat. I'd feel like such a pile of shit if I'm sitting here watching something <laughs> and, you're, and you're, you're working out right now. I don't think I can handle that. I'd have to do something. <laughs> I'm just going to be here eating these potato chips, honey. You know, yeah, great job. No, but it's it's a way to kill two birds with one stone. We're what? still hanging out, watching something, but like I'm getting to do the stuff I want to do. Well, that speaks to kind of a foundation of what does work in relationships when you have two people who will encourage, will encourage, understand what it is that makes you a happier, healthier person and will encourage you to do that even when you don't want to do it. Oh, that's yeah. huge that like really if, helps if i mean i wouldn't survive if i dated someone who was like never was just sedentary and just hung around and just like and every time i asked what do you want to do they're like i don't care like that <laughs> wouldn't work for me like i definitely need someone who's active themselves and inspires me to be active as well so. yeah no i think that's so important true dad and it's fun to like go to class you just said true dad this might, i know i got dad i got i got dad i got dad jokes i'm telling you i this is this is a i'm really traumatized by the realization that I used to think I was pretty funny. I did. I thought I was You're pre- funny. Look no. at your Instagram. No, no, no. no. I, used, I, used, I used to really think I was funny. And then, um, you know, you just, at some point, you it's kind of like when you start seeing pictures of yourself, you're like, holy shit, I look old. It's the same thing with jokes you start telling when you're around younger people and you tell the jokes and they don't, like, not a single muscle on the face moves and you oh, think God. it was hilarious. Oh, no. That's me now. It's <laughs> That's really bad. That's not fun. Yeah. Okay. So, I, Okay. So someone that's kind of understanding what you need when you get home and you need some like alone time yes. and all that. That's yes. very helpful for you. Yes. I think guys appreciate, um, I, is it, I mean, women are different. I mean, women, you want the same thing, right? Yeah. Like if you're coming home for a long day, you want a guy who would do the same thing for you, right? You want a guy totally. that would under, would recognize if you had a long day and would help you with, with something. Now I, I feel like uh, it's a partnership. You're on the same team. Yeah. So you have to like balance each other out. Right. So what are you doing? Also, because you can't just have someone who's like waiting around. Like, what are you bringing? This is what I'm trying to be better at. Okay. I, I know I haven't always been good at, but um, I think there are things, as a man, I think you can try to make plans without someone asking you to do it. I love that. So saying, you know, hey, I was thinking this set. And sometimes I'll, what I'll try to do is just make a suggestion. Be like, hey, sometimes this, or I'll say, I was thinking this Saturday we could do this. Mm-hmm. At least come with an idea or a plan. Maybe oh you God. haven't planned it because sometimes it gets shot down. But just that idea of like, I want to plan something. I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna take I'm gonna make look at my schedule, see in the time we can do it, and mm. and just do that. I think things like that. I try to do. I could probably do better. I think um, that's thoughtful though. It shows that you're actually considering someone. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that for me, I'm a little things kind of guy. Like, you know, if I'm looking to go somewhere to eat, it's it sounds silly. Of course you would, but I'm like, okay, what would this person like? I don't. I'd want to eat there, but I know they wouldn't. Like, so what would this person want? Like, you those little things add up in terms of making sure that they're a priority in all of your decisions. Okay. And again, I haven't always done that right either. And sometimes I think I'm doing it, and I really haven't. Or I'm like, and you get called out. Like, it's good to be in relationships where they call you and be like, you know, you you just did this and you didn't tell me, and or you didn't think about me, and you're like, oh shit, I thought I was, but you're right. I really that wasn't. I didn't. I didn't have you enough in mind in that situation. So like, no ego. You got to really put it to the side. Yeah. You can't take things personally, which I've been really, I have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to cut that shit out. Well, I think communication, I, I, I was always big on communication, but I wasn't really good at honest communication in terms of what I really wanted or what I was really, what was really going on or what was really on, in my mind. Uh-huh. 
that that was something I just wasn't I don't think I was good at. I think now I'm in a better place in terms of just honestly communicating that that first of all it'll diffuse any bomb and it'll prevent, you know, future ones. And and it just sets you on a course. Like that communication is it, <laughs> that to me is a single for guys I think women think we don't want to communicate or we're bad communicators. And some of us are, I don't no question, but we really do we really do require it too. Mhm. That's a myth that guys just shut down, don't want to talk, and women just... That's bullshit. Like, no. guys, we, we do want to understand. Sometimes guys have to get past their ego and realize it's not something that's a statement against them that you just have to... And I've, I'm old enough now where I'm like, go ahead. Tell me what you got to say, and let's, let me figure this out. And I'll recognize where I think I'm wrong. I'll stand my ground if I think I'm not. We'll still have a, you know honest discussion about it. But, but I think that the, the idea that you don't communicate or that a girl would just communicate shit to her girlfriends and not... To, that's... It's not going to work. You definitely, definitely have to go to the guy with whatever's bothering you at some point. You oh, totally. Because to I think it manifests in other oh, ways. Yeah. It ends up blowing up. I just think it's funny that Ugh. that's like the ultimate. You that that statement right there is the. I want to talk to you about something, but I don't know how to talk to you about it. Okay. I just think it's funny that that's. Oh god. That's like the when I hear that, it's like there are red flags. All, all the red the, flags. All, all the red flags. Yeah. I I want to know what are some red flags that maybe some of us don't even know we're doing. Like what stuff that you are turned off by. And also what you hear from your guy friends yes. and all of that. Um, it's, I mean. Okay. And the reason why I'm act- asking Charlie all this is because like you do live in Los Angeles. Yeah. You are a successful, attractive person that has been dating out here and i feel like you have a lot of guy friends we've met through mutual guy friends who were single then are married now i think a lot i'll tell you i think these days guys appreciate what i in my experience personally i do too women that have kind of their own thing going they have a person they have an ambition or they have a drive of their own Mm -hmm. independent of the guy um i'm i get really skeptical of a guy who doesn't want a girl to work, doesn't want a girl to do anything, just wants to, you know, I, I, I would, I don't, I don't really understand that. So, so I think most guys, I think really are attracted to a woman with a passion that is hers and independent of the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, one might say a strong woman, I guess, but, but just sort of that modern kind of vision of, you know, a woman who's on her own two feet is not just looking for a guy. She's got her own life and yeah, she wants a partner just like the guy does. I think that was what a lot of guys um are attracted to now i'll tell you for me if i walk into a place the first girl i spot is a girl that's smiling really always like I, and it sounds corny but it's like when i go into if i've been whether it's been, if i've gone out in hollywood or anywhere else there'd be a lot of pretty girls i will look past every one of the pretty girls if they're just kind of got the resting bitch face thing and mm-hmm. i will see the person who's smiling um who doesn't take themselves like just doesn't take the moment that seriously. It's not like, especially in LA where everyone is just posing constantly. And oh. just, there's like that, you know, seeing someone who's kind of doesn't take themselves that seriously and can just, that's so refreshing around here. So refreshing. And that brings me to the next question. I feel like it's kind of intimidating for girls to hear that you're a plastic surgeon. You're staring at women's bodies all day. How do you deal with that? And what is that's probably one of and it's one of the most common things I get asked. I think I posted something this on Instagram recently, and the what I I don't you know if I'm not at work because this goes to the fundamental thing about what I do is not about a need thing. This has to do with I've said this before that it's 
what I do has everything to do with what people bring to my attention that they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone's coming into the office and saying, sits down and says, what do I need? They don't need any, I'm not, that'll be a short conversation. They're bringing some to my attention. So, and I'm, and I, so I have that kind of hat on, right? When I'm out in the public, it's out not like, wild. when I'm out in the wild, <laughs> the wild streets of WeHo, <laughs> I know, wild, <laughs> wild women coming up to me. No, no one, they're not like coming to me saying, hi, um, I really don't like this part of me. What do you think? You know, yeah. so that, that's not where my head's going. I'm not evaluating people I see. I'm really You're not. not. No, no more than you would be. Like if you saw a guy with a really big nose, you might notice that yeah. right? just as whatever. You're not a plastic surgeon. I might notice that too, but I'm not going to look at, I'm not breaking someone down any more than what the average person might look or notice when they see someone. Now, if I'm if I'm on a date or if I'm with someone and they ask me something and all of a sudden that switch goes on, are you going to be honest? Then I'll well, I, I mean, depends. I'm not. I'm never harsh about it. Yeah. Again, because I don't say it's ne- the words I never use are you need. I never will say that. Okay. Um, what I'll say is something more along the lines of for what you're talking about, these are things people can try to use or do to address that. Okay. So it's not like saying. Yeah. Wow. That's um. Jesus. I'm happy you brought I it up. I don't know what to say, but we've we're going to need a minute. Let's get a pot of coffee on and let's get through this. So it's you know it's. So I am not thinking that in public like when I'm talking to a woman, and I don't look at a woman in the office who has her shirt off, and I'm doing a breast exam as a sexual object either. You know, yeah. it's the flip side is also true. And when I'm in my private life and a girl's her shirt off, I'm not looking like. All right, the base width is 12.5 centimeters, and we have to... I mean, I'm absolutely not. Like, I'm not doing that. It's it's a totally different situation. (laughs) So, I mean, anyone that was going through, like, medical school... Right. What... If you want to be dating someone, what are certain, like, ways you can date when you don't have that much money and when you don't have that much time? And how can a girl, like, adjust to that and, like, realize, like, someday you will have the time and the money? Does you mean, that like, make sense? when they're in their early phase yeah. of their career? Like, advice for date? someone that is in an early phase of career. I, I mean, I don't even, I don't know, what do you think? You, I mean, you're, if you had to tell someone, like, you know, when you think back to, what would you say? What advice would you give younger you or someone who's... I would say quality, not, not quality time, but just, like, I think the cheapest thing you could do is, like, cook for someone. Yeah. So I think just even cooking or like ordering takeout and just hanging out at home is probably. My feeling is that no matter how successful you get, if you have a certain set of priorities or values in life, those don't change. Okay. Okay. So if you can align with someone early on that that shares the same priorities you have in life, maybe that's exercise, maybe that's family, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's travel. Those priorities will not change. They shouldn't change if someone is of sound character as they get older. Yeah. I think when people talk about, oh, LA changes people. I, God, I went out with this girl years ago once who we, we literally was one date and then it kind of fell apart. And she's like, and she's like, she was a native Angelino and she's like, well, you know, LA, you know, it's fine. LA changes some people. And I was kind of like, I, LA didn't, what are you talking about? Like I'm the same. Yeah. It, it, it was like, it was like this try to jab me for, and I'm like, cause I get what she's saying. Cause LA does change some people who kind of come where they, and I think those are the people where their priorities 
they either don't they're either not very honest with what their priorities are when they moved here mm-hmm. and then once they kind of made it then those priorities were still their priorities but now they're more honest about it yeah. or they didn't have them set yet and so they were just sorting it out and LA can maybe corrupt that and they didn't have a solid foundation right. to begin with right so for me I think that if you are someone in an early going career maybe you don't have the money yet or whatever I think if, if you still find someone who has that you first you got to have a physical attraction you got to have that but you also find that you share those priorities everything's going to be fine later. When you have more money or more time, then you're just going to be able to do more of the things that you wanted to do. Yeah. And maybe like your priority was traveling. When you were younger, maybe that meant... Going we, to the beach. Yeah, going to the beach <laughs> or drive, drive to Santa Barbara for a night. Yeah. And then when you kind of... Then when you get older now, it's like, oh, now we're going to fly somewhere for a weekend or whatever. Let's so, go to Turks and Caicos. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think it's also... Com- like, I, my, I have a birthday coming up next weekend and I've been working a lot and not really doing all the fun things. And I randomly was like, hey, I see that my friend Jill Kimmel, who's been on the podcast, she's performing in Vegas the day after my birthday, and I only have weekends off. Right. And my boyfriend hates Vegas. Right. But he knows that it would be fun, and I love it, and so he was like, let's go. But wait, hold, let me talk about this for a second, yes. hating Vegas, because we all know, I mean, LA is like, Vegas is like a suburb of LA when you live here. I feel like everyone, like, it's like a place to kind of like run up to. It's like, it's right there. It really is. It sort of is. Like, I'm just going to go to Vegas. Um <laughs> But, Which I haven't been in a while. Neither have I, but here's the thing. I love it. I've, you know, once I got past 40, it's true, past 40 now. The, yeah. Um, but the, there's, you see there's a different way to do Vegas. There is, and it's changed a lot. And that's why I'm saying, like, when people are like, oh, I hate Vegas. I'm like, well, you probably hate the clubs. Yeah. When people say that, I mean, it means you hate the clubs. Maybe you hate the pool parties. Yeah. Maybe you even hate gambling. He's not you that can, into gambling. But you can still go and do a bunch of other stuff and have fun there. Exactly. And that that's what I plan good. on doing. I'm going to open up the eyes. I'm going to be like, you enjoy eating food. Have you heard of this dick puppet show? No. I went, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> These guys do like origami with their, with their dick and balls. It's what? The, yes. They like, it's the craziest thing. Oh my God. What? You have to look up. No, it's a show. They come out and they, it's the craziest thing, but they like make shapes and things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where did you find that? Uh, this I was I did it a long time ago, but it was hysterical. I'm going to look that up. I hope yeah. you guys listen. And they're and like they're all, they're all about photography. You can take pictures there. Totally embarrass your boyfriend. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I won't keep you much longer because I know you have a lot of pride it's, activities I, for, and festivities. Yeah, my float is leaving any minute now. <laughs> um, I want to know because you do. I mean, Charlie does post a lot on Instagram. And what's your handle? I think it's, uh, I think it's just Galanis plastic surgery. Galanis plastic surgery. And I feel like there's just a few things that you're like really good at. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're just a few, just, just a few. (laughs) Um, Well, there's some things that I probably see more than not. And I focus more on, um, yes. So I think a lot, most of my patients are females, twenties to forties, breast and body surgery is what I do a lot of. uh Um, and one of the things, and I, I think I mentioned this to you before, you know, when I came here was that. Cause you were asking like what things are, you know, unique part of your practice or that you're looking to promote. You know, one of the things I've been doing more of, and I, I went down to Columbia actually to train with a guy who invented this was, um, uh, it's high definition liposuction. So it's a way to sculpt the body. Like instead of traditional liposuction was kind of just debulking, just kind of made you a smaller version of yourself. Yeah. Other times it didn't look particularly natural, but, it, or it just, just made you look at yourself just smaller. It's more of a contouring. We've kind of, there's been a, t- there's been techniques that are developed that are, can make you look more like athletic more kind of chisel a little bit, you know, kind of have like the lines on the side, you know, the sh- that shadowing. Just oh, to so kind you of... can do that with light section. Yes. Yeah, here, I'll... you keep talking. I'm gonna we're gonna get a live reaction as you're oh, talking. Oh wow! Because oh, yeah. light always scared me. 
And we talked the last time you were on about how it's not a not the case that like fat shows up in other places. Right, right. That's a misconception. That's a misconception. Yeah. And it's the dumbest thing you've ever said to me. I know. <laughs> no, but that's something I always was told when I was no, younger. No, no, no. Here, all right. Let me show you an example of what I mean with like the. So the, this is so this is just a, HD. Just a few weeks out. What the what? Yeah. Guys, it looks like she just worked out a lot, and yeah, you and gave like, her abs. <gasps> oh my god, there's lines. Wait, I want that. Well, I don't think I'm sure you're fine. You're like you're living in the gym. But you get an you get an idea of like where she's at now. So that's not so the idea is to make it look I would never ever look at that girl and be like, "Oh, she got liposuction." Right. That that looks like she pretty literally wild. has just been going to hospitals every day. And I, I started doing it because honestly not a lot of people in there aren't a lot of great people in the states in general that do it. That's okay. why I went down to Columbia. So there's a few, there's a handful of people I think that do good work with it. Yeah. And so I just, and I love doing it. And plus I'm into fitness. And so it just, and, and it kind of went kind of cons- with what I like in terms of not what I like, but what I sort of think about when I think of an athletic physique or whatnot. what's it called? HD, HD lipo. So like high definition liposuction, oh high my def lipo, God. that kind of thing. That's a game changer. Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's so much fun. And I seeing these people and how they change. And so you offer that now. Mm-hmm. So I do that now. How, what's the recovery like on that? Um, it depends on like the areas that you're doing. But the, the thing about it, there is a lot of like post care that you need to do, especially the first week can be a little tough. Okay. When you say a little tough. like what I mean, am you're going to be taking pain medicine. You're going to be taking pain medicine. You're going to feel sore. Um, okay. You know, it can be a little messy. There's there can be a lot of leakage, believe it or not, for okay. a few days. Um, and then there's massages you need to have. There's a lot of treatments. I think the biggest pain to it is that there's compression you need to wear for a while afterwards, for like four weeks. Eh. So, and you wear it under your clothes, so it's not like it's in the world, but it's it's, it's like a waist trainer. Yeah, sure, kind it's of like that, a little, a little more, but yeah. So the, the compression so. stuff is like tough. I feel like J Lo, like she just won the CFDA award for fashion icon and cfda is country fashion design awards nope now that's could father daughters (laughs) i don't know either actually (laughs) you just (laughs) said it like you're like oh you know the cfda CFDA i'm sure you watched it um Um, no but the outfit she wore she wore this like crop top thing with like a skirt and her abs were just like insane i wonder I feel like that's what she's doing. Yeah, it might be. One I mean, of, someone was telling me is like she had to be doing that because she like they say they follow her and she's always eating like pizza and Doritos. Yeah, I'm but like, she, oh, I don't know. Is that the trick? Just eat pizza and know. Doritos. Yeah. So yeah, because I also just saw um, Ronnie from the Jersey Shore was on the doctors. He so I know his surgeon. His surgeon's guy named Chris Corsandi in Las Vegas. Okay. And. Uh, Chris does good work. He does he does high def stuff too. He's one of the guys that does it. So is that what he got? Because he got a six pack. Yes. So exact. It's exactly the same thing. Whoa. So you can do it. Like for example, um, you can do it for guys too. I think guys, it's a little bit trickier because it can look. A, you run the risk of making them look a little bit less natural. Yeah, that looks kind of funny. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's so. I think that for women, it's I think it, it's it's easier to get a result that looks natural. Okay. Um, quick rapid fire questions just because I feel like this is helpful. Where do you shop? Because I feel like your, your wardrobe is very well curated and you can look his pictures up on Instagram. Like I, if I wanted to go shopping for a boyfriend or if there's males listening, where can they get that like kind of classic athleisure look? Um, and your suits are tailored very well. Thank you very much. Yes. They're great. So for, I mean, I think suits, 
I there the, the funny thing is with suits for men is you need to find the brand that fits them well because there's different ones. Some guys will fit like Armani perfectly, like it was made for them, and other guys they put Armani and they look ridiculous. So I okay. think it, there's everyone's going to have their brand. For me, um, I have there's a you know I think Xenia, Armani, and Ted Baker suits work best for me, but everyone's different. I think casual stuff. You know, you know, someone turned me on to is um I really love is I really love Cotton Citizen stuff or like just oh I've never ca- heard of that Cotton Citizen's amazing Cotton Citizen yeah. guys they got really good women stuff too though Ooh. it's good casual it's good like really good casual stuff where do you find that is there's it one all... on Melrose uh, Melrose Place like right near where the tea room is it's you gotta go really yeah it's oh. good stuff that's where I was supposed to go boxing today but thank you Gay Pride Parade there you I go. did not make it so for like casual stuff I've always been like you know Rag and Bone Rag and Bone Theory. Okay, Con do you, citizen. I mean, granted, you're like killing it with plastic surgery, but that shit's expensive. Not all of it is. Okay. Con Citizen can be a little bit. Theory, you can get some pretty good deals. It's not too bad. Well, um, I feel like you could find some of their stuff on like certain discount sites. and. Uh, I, the reality is like I'm, I, my casual wardrobe is very boring. It's very like monochromatic and just, but that's kind of my style. Yeah. So that those things are easier. Like every guy, there's a few things. I think every guy should have a Henley. Every guy should have, have plain t-shirts. I don't even know what a Henley is. Yes, you do. It's what that is it? shirt that's like, it's got a couple buttons up here. It's a long sleeve and just a few buttons here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I probably have a picture. Okay, so guys need to have a Henley. Got, every guy should have some Henleys. Okay. I'm a big fan of cardigans. Cardigans. I think guys should have some solid t-shirts. Their t-shirt game should be strong. <laughs> um, denim. In LA, I mean, LA is a very casual, chic culture, right? It is. So I think denim for... What kind of denim do you like? denim. Oh, man. Hudson jeans is really good. Hudson's good for you? Okay. Hudson's good for me. Um, I, I've bought the main squeeze sevens. Have Those you fit been well. to the place on La Brea? My, probably my favorite store for casual wear and denim. God damn it. What's the name of it? It's on La Brea. Like, if you said the name, I would know it. I'll send it to you. But it's if you had to go to like one store for casual wear, and I think women's is good too. It's a pretty big place. Hold on. Keep I can't remember. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find out right now. God damn it. Um, um, okay. Well, you're looking for that. I also want to know because you do yep. have to work out and get it in sporadically. What kind of workouts do you recommend while you're on like vacation or like have to just get something in for like a half an hour? What do you do? Um, I think a good thing to do is I combine um, running and that can be sprints with squats just like air squats and push-ups. Okay. So what I'll do is um, if you have enough distance, then you can run run a pretty fast mile and do and then do – I do like 50 to 100 air squats. Oh, my God. And then I run another fast mile, and I finish off with 100 push-ups. 100 you, push-ups? I mean, you can space them out. You can do Jesus. like do like 20, then give yourself a minute. But you got to get to 100. You can't stop until you get to 100. You can't stop. Yeah, I mean, do whatever number you you know. Just pick a number, and you can no, you can stop. You can take a break, but you have to hit a hundred. Workout is not done until you get to that hundred. So however long that takes you. Okay. If you don't have a mile to run, I'll do sprints, um, and it'll literally be like a fifty-yard sprint, and then I'll walk back, and then another fifty-yard sprint, and then I'll walk back because I think interval training, high-intensity training, is is has been shown to be superior, the superior form of training. And that's what like the hit classes yes. are yeah. okay it's just Interval. been shown to raise your metabolism for a longer period of time after your workout okay it's better at building muscle mass um 
So those things are better. Love that. Uh, best time of year to get work done. Like, is there a certain season you recommend for people? Uh, I think this depends on where you live, but I think for most people, um, they, they generally are, it's pretty dead from like July through September. Cause they're like, that's, I want to enjoy those times. I don't want to be recovering from surgery. Okay. So I think what you're talking most people, it's kind of late fall. Okay. Or winter time is a better time to have surgery and be recovering from it. But again, if you're just getting a breast augmentation, I mean, you're back to normal. I mean, you can, it's just a few days of downtime. I mean, you really? may have, yeah, you may have a few weeks where you can't work out, but you can still be out in public and wearing a bikini and whatever. It's not like you're convalescent, you know? Okay. Um, and I want your thoughts on certain celebrities and then we'll be done. Okay. Emily Radich, I don't know how to say her Ratichowski. name. Yep. Probably the most like commonly asked for breast. Really? Yeah. Is she? Oh, wow. Yeah. What about uh, like her body, abs, all of that? Is that all real? I, I think so. I, yeah. It's, you know, I, it's, it's always a tricky thing, though. Did she or didn't she? It, have you I'm seen her in person? I'm trying to look her up right now. Um, I have not seen her in person. I feel like her body's just naturally Didn't she hot. get famous for being in that video and being naked? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Blurred lines. That's amazing. That because That's really what it was. Before that, she was... No one knew who she was. It's amazing. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, yeah, Khloe Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Have you seen recent pictures? <laughs> Oh, is that sweet, sweet Chloe? I I feel like someone needs to stop her. Um, or do you think it's like do you if that's making you feel better, just keep going? Uh, yeah, I think like the whole Kardashian clan is an interesting thing. My here's my my take on it. Okay, to each their own. The one thing I I do take umbrage to is people that have clearly had something done. Don't if you don't want to say if you don't want to say yes that's fine if you don't want to talk about it that's fine but if you come out and just say no I didn't have anything done mm-hmm. I have a problem with that because then you're perpetrating a false ideal to people out there and these are people that have millions and millions of girls looking up to them yeah who are looking at them like oh they that's what they look like naturally yeah and I think that's unfortunate when you have that kind of a voice and I'm not saying that's what Chloe did I don't know I don't know what Chloe's saying about that but because. All of them have clearly had surgery. I think I don't think this is debated anymore. I mean, I think, I think everyone knows they've all had surgery. I think everyone knows they've had fillers and things. God bless them. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. And I think for the most part, they're honest about it in the sense that they don't deny, um, I think, from what I've seen. They just sort of don't talk about it or yeah. just sort of don't address it. But, like, people who have come on and been like, no, I never had anything done. And you're like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, no – Photoshop can't even do that. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just, no. That that's the problem I have. Is it, be, if you want to be private, cool, but don't be dishonest. Okay, I like that. That's a great answer. Um, Micro needling. If you healing keloids, can you get it done? Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, you're so, not making an incision, so you okay. should be okay. So for someone, because circling back to my birthday coming up, mm-hmm. for someone who I I don't want to get surgery on anything, and I I have done Botox and I get like facials regularly. What's something that someone in my shoes mm-hmm. could get done that might like be like a next level, but isn't surgery. How about laser? Have you ever had laser treatments, IPLs, clear and brilliant so. laser? That would be a great thing to do. Okay. That's, so... a, that's a good thing to add. Ooh, hold on. I may have this name of the store. Ooh. American Rag. American Rag. Yes. yes. I was thinking that. that they have a good is, cafe I there. I love that place. Back to the clothes. Sorry. But no. yeah, so I think that laser treatments, okay. radio frequency treatments, microneedling, those are good things. Um, you got to have a good facialist. If okay. you don't, I think I told you about my friend before. So yeah, but LA having, facialist having guys. someone that you go to on the reg pretty regularly, or just from that it's good skin maintenance. Good it's skin huge. maintenance, I love it. I'm telling you, it makes is, a difference. It really, really does. Is there anything else that you want to promote, or 
talk about? No, not about? really. I didn't really come to promote anything. I just come to, came to hang out and drink a spritzer or whatever the hell it's <laughs> nice Little spritz. did I know. It'd be, I love how it's a spritzer in a Pat O'Brien's glass. I know. Pat O'Brien is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> this should be... <laughs> this is Pat O'Brien on one side and have fun on the other. It should be like a Guinness with like foam spilling over. And instead no, it's, it's a spritzer. No, it's not. You've been to Pat O'Brien's in New Orleans. I'm just saying. It, it should be should. a hurricane. That's right. That's it's the, the same color at that's least. A, I remember when I saw you in New Orleans, I came up yeah. to you and your mom looked at me like I was a child rapist. <laughs> It was amazing. I was like, Jacqueline. It was like with my buddy John. We like ran into you. They were like having drinks. And your mom's like, hello. And how do you two know each other? She's insane. <laughs> she hysterical. hated New Orleans. Oh, like, my God. Well, she, I she think it's because I think it's because I was in it. I think she loved New Orleans until she saw me there. She's like, who is this man? Who is this? Oh, God. I was just in New Orleans, and I love it. So I love funny. Southern people, too. I do, too. It's the best. I, I literally want to live there-ish. Here's another random... So I know yeah. You, I just, random, I don't know why I just thought of this. When I was I was on a cruise, and I was mm-hmm. in med school, and I was with my parents, and my, they were like, hey, you can get a room, and you, if, you're, if you want to bring a buddy, we'll all go. It'll be fun. Like, yeah. great. And on the ship... You know, this was 20 some odd years ago. There was a lot of Southerners because that's what Southerners, I guess, did. They just drive down to Florida and go on these cruises. Okay. And I met this girl who's from Tennessee. And um, my friend was walking near these older folks, like near the elevator. And someone's like, where did uh, so-and-so go? And the guy goes, I think she went running off with that Greek boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was hysterical. I was like, that's a... All right. (laughs) We are in the South. I don't know why Pat O'Brien's led to New Orleans, led to Southern Man telling me I was a Greek boy. Oh, my God. It's all good. The spritzer kicking in. I love it. No, you can come back whenever you want. I feel like there's still a million more things I could ask you about and talk to you about. But I'm so proud of you, and you're doing such amazing work. And if you circle back and listen to the last podcast, um, we we touched on a lot of other things that you work with. I forget the name, uh, Battered Women, you were working with Oh, that. yes, yes. It's a domestic abuse violence foundation yeah. that, that uh, we offer sort of free services to patients who are, it's called the, it's the Victims of Domestic Violence Plastic Surgery Foundation. It's a lot. It's but a they lot. have a website and, and there's a way to kind of get, um, put in an inquiry and it's basically free surgical services to patients who That's are so cool. victims of domestic violence. Also, updates. Uh, right. Are you still working with Paul Nassif? Yeah, so he and I collaborate a few times a month. Um, okay. He, That's um, Mr. X, Adrian Maloof, if you're a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills fan. He, he just um, got engaged. He is. We're going to, his wedding is going to be coming up this fall. It'll and Overseas. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. That, oh, that's yeah. fun. I feel like everyone around you is getting engaged. I mean, you're... I know. I know. I, I, believe me. Baker I, I, I know. And Emily, Baker like, and Emily's wedding's in a couple weeks. Yeah. So going to that. She was on the podcast with Charlie, and they were just dating then. And they I got know. engaged. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they got right to it. Yeah, they really went. He's at for his it. bachelor party this weekend. Oh, why aren't you there? I, I Facetimed with him and the, and her brothers, and it looked like it was a pretty good time. Where are they? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think I should say anything yeah, more. Fine, they're somewhere getting drunk. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, we didn't even talk about sports this time. I know. Well, I had a trivia question for you actually. Oh, um, it's the spot. NBA finals right now. Right. I didn't know the answer to this, but meatballs. This again is just enough sports. Uh, the Raptors are in it with the Golden State Warriors. Now the Raptors are the second team in the last 20 years to have all five starters score 15 plus points in a finals game. Joining the 2013 Spurs, who did it in game five against the Heat? So who were the five starters for the Spurs in that game? 
Hint, none of them are still on the team. This is what year? This is 2013. Okay, I'll give so you another Gino- hint. Ginobili is one. Yes. Tony Parker is one. Woo! Um, Who's Mr. Tim X. Duncan is one. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Uh, hold on. There's two more. I know. I'm trying to think. His of... last name is a color. But I, not Leonard. Leonard wasn't there, was it? It wasn't Leonard wasn't yeah. on the team. Leonard is one of them. Yeah, you got one more. Um, His last name was a color. God, this one should be... Oh, green. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got guys, it. You got it. I got it. it. <laughs> Although it kind of cheated. You had to help me with that last one. Yeah, it's okay. Um, who do you think is going to win? 3-1 up. Unless Durant comes, Durant comes back, and I don't know that he will. Yeah. I think Toronto's going to win. You do? I Toronto. Do. I think they've just they gotten into the heads of Golden State right now. And yeah. I'm happy about it. I mean, I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, so I have mixed feelings about this. Okay. But... Um, I mean, I'm happy too. I mean, I, I think they deserve it. I mean, Toronto's never had a championship. Their city's going crazy right now over this, Losing so it. that's good. I mean, Golden State's had enough, right? It's yeah. sort of like they're, they've become like the Patriots of the NBA. Exactly. So we're no one's no one outside of the Bay Area is like really pulling for Golden State to win this one. <laughs> it's, if we could just get Steph one more ring, no, said no one outside of San Francisco. No. Nope. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh-huh. All right. How about the Giants this year with no Odell? We never talked about that. I know. He's playing with Baker now, too. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Am I just going to be a Browns fan? (laughs) I guess so. I was was a shocker. I mean, he didn't do anything last season. Like, I feel like I already have gotten over that loss. Yeah, but it's because his quarterback has a wet noodle. (laughs) Poor guy. All right. Do you want to come back on the podcast? I do. Listen, I don't hate the Giants. I just like, there's a lot of changes going on there right now. Thank God. No, I feel like a lot needs to change. I did play pickup basketball for a minute. With Saquon Barkley last year. What? I was at Baker's engagement party and Saquon was there. Really nice guy. Wait, that's so cool. The guy's a beast. We're, oh, just, yeah. A, he's like just one muscle. It's just a muscle. Oh my God. He's just like a really nice guy. How did you do? Well, I was kind of shooting around and then it turned into a pickup game. And that's when I walked away and went towards the food and drink section that's of the party. Smart. Yeah. That was a good call on I'm, your part. I'm too old. I was getting pulled away. No, you're wrong. I was told. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one I fit in, no I don't. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> I love that. My yeah. dad actually just ran into Jeremy Shockey. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, he, that's a name from the past. Right? He's the next giant meatballs. Uh, yeah, no, he was out to dinner in Miami with a bunch of work people. He, no, he went to school in Miami, and he also played for the Saints, right? Didn't yeah. He? So where does he live, though? Is he lived down in Miami I now? think he might live down there. Yeah. And he said he could not have been nicer cooler isn't that great when you hear that yeah and I we mean, were and we i have to say this about living in la yeah. like this is something we get, see much more often than people like we do interact or see celebrities all the time all like the time. it's it's a normal thing and you also hear more about what celebrities are really like because everyone here is one away from oh i work for that person or totally. i know them and so i feel like you get to this point where you know who's an asshole and who's like a legitimately nice person yeah and i love hearing those stories i love it when they're nice Do you, is there anyone that you have a favorite well of? like you know i've heard bradley cooper and like brad pitt and chris evans like those kind of guys are just good guys yeah like i've heard everyone i've ever talked to has interacted with them i was actually in jackson hole on a trip and i the guy who was turned my uber driver was brad pitt's former assistant Whoa. Yeah. And they met in a weird way. And he's like, ever since then, he's still been like super nice. Like, he's just a normal guy. I believe that. And you, I think you can kind of tell the people that never were really embracing Hollywood culture. And like, you can tell who those ones are. 
So you hear like things like that, that just makes you feel good. I think you hear, and you hear about some women who are that way too. I think women get a tougher, they're judged a lot harder. I think a lot of people are quicker to be like, oh, that girl's a total bitch. Yeah, totally. She probably wasn't, but. She maybe either was having a bad day, just had gotten yelled at about something else or like just was short. Or gets like harassed all the time. Like it it can be just a simple thing. I can't imagine if that's your life. Like you have one bad moment and you're. Done. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Bradley Cooper. So I I used to be like obsessed with him to the point Is where like there's Bradley it's Cooper, a Bradley it's Cooper bobblehead Bob, doll. It doesn't look anything like I, Bradley <laughs> if, if you had grabbed that earlier and been like, who is this? I would <laughs> Who the hell? That's not. It looks like a young Albert Einstein. It looks like Albert Einstein before he got old. Yeah, he's brown hair. Bradley Cooper doesn't have a face that's wider than. No, he definitely doesn't. Yeah. And my friends got me like a Mrs. Cooper tank top at one point. Like it was a thing. He's Italian from Philly. One of my favorite movies with Bradley Cooper was um, it wasn't because it was my favorite movie. It was because there was a part of that movie where he did not look attractive. And I was like, thank fucking God. What movie is it? Remember that one where he limitless? Oh, yeah. Remember the beginning of that? There's where a scene the where pills? he's like pasty and he's like sitting on the toilet. It just looked like dad bod. He was bod. a late bloomer. He was not No, no, no. He, listen, this was, no, this was after yeah, old, this was old when, school. He was you know, a good looking guy there. Was it old school? No. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, thank God. The hangover, not he old just school. Broke his girlfriend, I heard. Can I tell you the story? About, I'm trying to turn this Gaga? into a joke. No, I don't. I have a lot of theories on that one. Right, um, so my mom knows I've always been obsessed with Bradley Cooper. Uh, and your boyfriend she, is in the next room, by the way. He isn't. Well, he was Bradley Cooper on Halloween, and like literally, <laughs> that is so just fascinating. Like, like, I want you. To, did you like say his name <laughs> no. later that night? <laughs> no, I'm not Call obsessed Bradley. with Bradley that way now because of a lot of the theories I've heard on him. I think All he's right. a great guy. Whatever. Anyway, um, do you find that sometimes when you talk to your parents, every time you talk to them, they're like, "Guess who died?" or like, "Guess who's at sick?" Like, it's like a constant. Like, you're always yeah. waiting for like bad yeah. news. Yeah. So my mom called me the other morning. It's five a.m. our time because she knew I had to wake up early. Yeah. And the first thing she says, she was like, "Did you hear the news?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my heart sunk. Yeah, like I was like, "Who died?" Hearing yourself. She went, "Bradley Cooper and Irina broke up," and I was just like, "Oh <laughs> my god." <laughs> Jesus. I was like, you just scared the shit out of That's me. That's like everything wrong with celebrity culture these days. Like that actually impacts people's lives. Oh my God, it was amazing. Can you imagine if you're like, your dating situation was like, people were hinging on like, how is it going? Are you guys still together? I know. You broke, oh my God, you broke up. It's like, oh man. I mean, I, I kind of get a kick out on Instagram because you yeah. have people that like, you don't know. Have you had one of those situations yet where... I feel like this happens in LA mm-hmm. where you're following someone mm-hmm. and you feel like you kind of know them because yeah. you've seen their stuff. Yeah. You've never met them, mm-hmm. never seen them before. And then one day you see them and there's this minute where you're like, I know that person. And maybe you don't wait for your filter to kick in and you go up and you're like, Hey, and you introduce yourself. And then right as you're doing that, it kicks in that you've never met this person. Oh God, it's you so only awkward. know them from Instagram. No. Yeah. It's never happened to me either. Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, I sometimes... Because I, I don't really like to post that much about relationships. Oh, yeah. I never, like, put... We talk about this. Like, my rule is I post what I would talk to a patient about. Yeah. So I don't put, like, personal too much of my personal life in there. But sometimes, like, you know, there's, like, a cute picture where... I feel like I don't want people to think we like broke up or, right, like, right. whatever. And you're like, so, I got to throw this in there. Yeah, I got to put I this put stuff in head. every once in a while up in story. Yeah. I, I put it there because I feel like that's more, like, 
candid and like this it's is fun. Going on and, I don't know what's better because there's plus couples. If I get, if I get, when I get kicked to the curb, it's not as bad when it's like not. In the <laughs> you don't have to go feed. delete. <laughs> it deletes after 24 hours. Right, it's gone. Kick to the curb. Exactly. Stop it. No, it sounds like you figured it out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Trial, it's all, I, I'll sort it out. After all these years, I feel like it's just be authentic, be honest, and be like who you are. And then you know what? What's going to happen is going to happen. But at least like you're not hiding or pretending. And yeah. Well, and, and I know we're kind of wrapping up, but I think the other thing about relationships, I think interesting, and I think this is probably people who are in LA or New York can identify with this. Mm-hmm. The notion of the conventional notion of you meet someone, you get married, you have kids. Mm-hmm. That is a very, in from some people's perspective, it's a very dated approach to relationships. And I think that when you're in, in a community like LA, where it's a little bit more fluid and free thinking about what relationships should look like in the modern area, modern era, when you get older, that's something that starts to kind of like creep into your consciousness more. I think people that get married when they're 25, 26, they don't know. And they're just like, oh, I'm married. And maybe the 50% who get divorced, they suddenly realize that. But when you're, when you haven't ever gotten married and you get to the age, you're like, is it, am I really supposed to? Is that what we're supposed to do now? I think it's really hard. I think we've both chosen career paths, very different career paths, but you have to put in a lot of time and you have to be selfish. And you're you're doing great. I mean, thank you. He's dressing up as Bradley Cooper for Halloween. That's a (laughs) fucking win. Oh, he was the shiny toy object. (laughs) Like I, I was, we were a star is born. I had, I lost my voice, so I couldn't even talk. So I was, I was a lady Gaga. Like Like you have the raspy lady Gaga voice. (laughs) You were really, really on brand. Very method. Good job. Nothing came out. Like I literally had no voice, but it didn't matter because he got all the attention because he looked awesome. Um, Yeah, it was great. It was really special. Um, You're so special. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me around. Yeah. Had a good time. Pimp yourself out and tell people where they can find you if they want to have you do work on them. Um, So my office is in Beverly Hills. We actually, you know, one thing I didn't mention is a good quarter of our patients fly in. So we have, we have a pretty good system for patients who are out of town patients. So, um, but our, we're in Beverly Hills. I think the best place to look, honestly, Instagram is what we pay the most attention to in terms of keeping it updated and people can see results. You can go to Galanis Plastic Surgery and there's actually a second page called Results by Dr. G, which is just before and after. There's no, none of the glam shots of me pretending to be a model in Beverly Hills. It's so obnoxious. Who takes those pictures? It's so ridiculous. You know what it, it, So here's the thing. The, the, look, it's a marketing tool. I don't yeah. have a personal Instagram. And the and the things, unfortunately, or fortunately, things that get the most engagement are these ridiculous blogger-style modeling shots. I mean, for me, it's selfies. Right. And so I have to put those in there to maintain traffic because the idea is they'll, they'll come come for the glam stay for the results or whatever totally and so that so i there's going to be more coming Jacqueline. there's oh. some really good oh there's, <laughs> there's some, good ones i'm going to show you some when we're done Do that will not make it oh yeah content? i will show you some that are not going to make the uh the final cut oh my god that's so funny actually lauren everts what, i was listening oh, god damn it i can't find the quote i was listening to her podcast and she was saying um this is the skinny confidential she was giving tips on like what you should be posting um and now i can't find it uh but it should be like a takeaway like something that you post either is really funny or something that offers up advice or i just gave a talk on social media at a conference in new orleans oh and the what i you know for me first of all i gotta figure out what your brand is and stay true that be authentic first and foremost just be who you are don't don't create a character i think personally that's my feeling on it but for for my my view on on social media as a business is I'm trying to educate people about the the industry in general, educate them about my practice specifically, show them results, 
that are, you know, within the scope of my practice and then exhibit some form of personality. And yes, yeah. that humor will always trump anything else, you know? So I, if you're not funny, there's always Twitter or Snapchat or MySpace. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so no whatever. one uses MySpace. Don't yeah. use MySpace, Meatballs. MySpace. Um, thank you so much for being right, here. Thank you. You're amazing. Right. Um, Meatballs, also, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you share it with your friends because that's the best way to find out about podcasts. Uh, Thanks I, for the snacks, too. Yeah, I know. Um, I love you guys. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, review. Be nice on the reviews, please. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here again, Charlie. And I'm Jacqueline Marfuji, and this is What's Your Journey? And I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I 